Welcome back to the 36th episode of Sound the Foghorn. Truly, truly so, so, so long overdue, guys. I am really sorry um, about the the drop-off in the podcast. The last episode was the Prospects draft I did with Roger and Renzi and Kevin um, and Brian way back on July 19th. We're more than, you know, almost six weeks since then at, at this point. A lot's happened around Giants baseball. And, you know, I'm sure if you listen to the podcast, you probably follow me on social media. And if not there, you at least read my work over at Around the Foghorn. And you see we've been doing our best to keep updated. It's just been a really incredibly busy month, um, particularly for, for me. And, again, I'm really sorry. This podcast is really a project that I have to run singularly. I'm you know, a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, not that there's much editing that goes on, but I'm the one who has to coordinate with guests and edit everything together when that's happening. And even when I, when it's a solo thing, I got to make sure and just make the time to get this done. And it just, you know, between all the writing that we, we had get done on the site at the deadline and the days that are following, I'm really proud of what we've been doing over at Round the Foghorn. But nonetheless, this just fell by the wayside. It just kept being uh, a bit too laborious for me to jump back on. And so I'm making myself do it on a very, I think... Well, I mean, it's a mixed day for Giants fans. They come away with a 3-2 win over the New York Mets, completing a sweep. They're still with the best record in baseball. It still is surprising to me, but I'm just basking in how fun it is is to watch the San Francisco Giants game, Giants games this season, this Giants team play. It's so incredibly talented, um, so incredibly deep. And again, there's things to, to be worried about. There's this caution for concern, and, and I'll get to that at the end of this episode. The Dodgers are still only two and a half games back in the National League West, and the Giants are head, about to have a big series on the road in Atlanta, where again, they have a team behind them in the Dodgers, where it feels like they can't let up. And the Dodgers, while they're going to play Atlanta, the Dodgers are going to be at home playing the Colorado Rockies. So that's an obvious time when the Dodgers are going to be looking to make up some ground if the Giants falter. But the biggest news of the day is something that came after the game. Donovan Solano, um, before the game, if you've been following the series, Buster Posey seemed to just have an issue left Wednesday's game um, with what was later revealed to be a knee issue. They don't think it's an injury. They don't even think he'll have to go on the 10-day injured list for it, but it just meant he's a bit limited. They didn't want to have to use him today, and so they activated um, that they recalled Chadwick Tromp um, as uh, Brandon Belt um, was placed on bereavement leave. He had an incredible two-home run performance a few days ago against the Mets in the first game of the series. And in a very uh, candid and moving post-game interview, he, he shared that his grandmother had passed away earlier that morning. He dedicated the game. He dedicated the rest of his season to her, but he is now... Um, he has traveled back to be with his family, and, and, and we, and I'm sure all Giants fans send our condolences out to um, Brandon and, uh, of course, his family and loved ones as as they deal with this loss. And so he, he leaves. They recall Chadwick Trump, Trump to give them a third catcher, and then Donovan Solano is kind of mysteriously put on the COVID IL, and they've used, the Giants have used that before the season when guys have just gotten vaccinated, so maybe, okay, is he getting a booster? Is he just getting a second shot? That seems a bit late in the game for a team that's been highly vaccinated, but nonetheless, they activate, or they recall, excuse me, Tyro Estrada um, to, to fill in right there. They, the game goes on. Um, 
Again, the Giants pull out a, a 3-2 victory. Uh, particular credit to Chris Bryant with an early home run. Alex Wood really strong early and kind of been the story of him throughout the season, particularly lately. He just fades as he gets into outings, gives up a big uh, two-run homer to Pete Alonzo that evens things up. The Giants are able to get one more run across, but with bases loaded, nobody out. They are unable to add anything else, which puts... The game in the bullpen's hand, Dominique Leone gets the eighth because manager Gabe Kapler wants to give Jake McGee a night off. Leone gets a little shaky. Bases end up loaded with two outs. They bring in Jose Alvarez. He gets Jeff McNeil out. Tyler Rogers comes in, gets the save, and the Giants pull off the win. But then in the postgame press conference, Kapler revealed that Solano wasn't on the COVID IL because... Uh, of a vaccine shot he's had a he has a positive COVID-19 test and he had cold-like symptoms so it was not a total surprise to see that positive test result now the Giants are if not the most one of the most vaccinated teams in Major League Baseball they hit the 85 percent vaccination threshold Back in May, we've heard about uh, players like Jay Jackson and newer acquisitions who got vaccinated the last month or two. Chris Bryant, who the Giants obviously acquired at the deadline, he was vaccinated back in the spring as well. So the Giants aren't subjected to the restrictions and, and the risks that, you know, MLB is imposed for non-vaccinated players and teams. Again, I understand why Major League Baseball is doing that to incentivize teams to get vaccinated as they should. Again, if you are not vaccinated, please, please go out and get vaccinated. It's Studies are showing time and time again, it not only mitigates the risk of spread and the, it mitigates the risk of you getting the virus, even if you do have a breakthrough case, which it seems the Giants might in the case. We don't technically know if someone was vaccinated. I don't know for sure, but we can at least glean probabilistically he is. But even if it is a breakthrough case, you are much less likely to have severe symptoms. It, it, it Across the board, almost always, you are more you are better off, you are safer, the communities you are in and, and your loved ones are safer if you get vaccinated. But Major League Baseball's restrictions aren't, you know, holistically based on data, right? Like a lot of it is incentivizing people to get vaccinated and not wanting to cancel games, right? And, and they have their financial incentives. They don't want games to be canceled. They don't want to have a Marlins-like stretch or Cardinals-like stretch to happen multiple times last year where those teams had to play a bunch of doubleheaders because they couldn't play for two weeks while there were these outbreaks. So, you know, while this is a lot of time for optimism, I, I do want to warn Giants fans that, you know, this is an incredibly precarious few days here. The Delta variant uh, of COVID, and again, this isn't a COVID podcast. I'm not going to get super into it, but you can look on the news. You can see it feels in many ways like we're right back where we started as you know governments continue to peel back restrictions as, as businesses continue um, to, to open up while there's this new variant of the virus, which is clearly spreading and causing problems. So where I'm at in, in Hawaii, the hospitals are overwhelmed. We're having record numbers of cases once again. And again, we have a huge, significant portion of the population that's unvaccinated. Of course, everyone under 12 is not eligible to be vaccinated. So all children who are now being brought back to schools are unvaccinated. And uh, we have significant portions of the eligible population who are choosing not to. And again, I will implore you one more time, if you are in that group, Please, please, 
please do everything in your power to change that in the near future. But nonetheless, that's the circumstances the Giants are in, and they're not done traveling on this road trip. They were in New York, which has been a hotbed uh, of the COVID spread really since the inception of the pandemic reached the shores of the United States. But now they're traveling from New York down to Atlanta and We'll see if there are other positive tests in the Giants organization to come over the next few days. Again, hopefully uh, the Giants have followed protocols. Hopefully, um, you know, so hopefully for, for first of all, that Solano, that it doesn't get worse than the cold like symptoms he's dealing with right now. It becomes a mild case and you can get back on the field balls are just healthy as soon as possible. But also for the Giants that it doesn't spread, it hasn't doesn't spread to other members of the organization, other players at well. So frankly, I mean, again, the Giants won, swept the Mets. They're going to Atlanta. I'm going to preview that series, but the biggest story today is Solano's positive test. It is, you know, we are in a world of uncertainty right now, given the state of the pandemic. You know, pro sports aren't different from that. And again, the Giants, they have great organizational depth and all that stuff. But, you know, this is stuff that goes beyond the field of play, but also is going to have a, a serious impact on the performance on the field of play if a bunch of players do have to sit out and baseball is not going to let you know the Giants delay their games. That means there's going to have to be a lot of call-ups and all these other things to make that work. And whether the Giants are in this tight um, divisional race, that obviously can have big implications. And again, that really is secondary, though, to the health and safety of everyone involved. Obviously, right now, that's Donovan Solano, and it could be all the people in the Giants organization who had close contact with him and are continuing to travel um, around the United States. But um, transitioning away from that to the actual wins, you know, the, the Mets had a grueling, it was 13 or 14 game stretch where they only played the Giants and Dodgers. It did not go well for them. They were four games above 500 when it started. They are many games below 500 now, 61 and 66. But Credit to the Giants and to the Dodgers. They, you know, took care of business. The Giants end up going five and one in their um, series with the Mets. Of course, the Giants took two out of three from the A's in between that. They've had, uh, again, a very good stretch of baseball. Sands a, a disappointing series performance in Pittsburgh. But all in all, they are 83 and 40, 44, excuse me, 83 and 44. They are guaranteed to not finish below 500. So this will not be the first time in franchise history that the Giants have five consecutive losing seasons. And I think, you know, most impressive of all, they can go below 500 this season and win 100 games. They're, and again, this is almost the famous last words kind of thing, but there are 35 games remaining. If the Giants go 17 and 18, they will be 162 in an incredible um, position they've put themselves in. But again, they obviously want to finish strong. And they head to Atlanta where the Braves have had a couple of days off for a Giants team that is in the middle of a 16-day stretch without an off day. And we've talked about the starting rotation, or at least I should, I should say, I haven't talked about it because I'm this podcast, but I've written about and, and the you know, concerns about the starting rotation, struggling to work as deep into games at this point of the season as it did, obviously, earlier in the year. That remains a concern as they go through the stretch. The, the bullpen has had a couple of days off. I imagine the Giants are going to use some of the roster flexibility they've had and be able to kind of finagle. Um, Zaidis, you know, manipulated a lot of the MLB roster moves to their advantage and good for them whether or not it's for the intent of these rules but nonetheless like they're going to activate Kevin Gausser from the aisle tomorrow we'll see if there's other moves uh, made to uh, correspond with that someone will obviously have to be optioned although 
catcher Kurt Casali, who left today's game and was replaced by Chadwick Tromp. Um, he seems to have concussion-like symptoms and could have to go on the IL as well. So we'll keep an eye on that. But more importantly, tomorrow in Atlanta, Kevin Gauss, or excuse me, tomorrow, later today, I'm filming this the night on a Sorry, my days would be uh, Thursday night, but this will be up Friday morning. So later today, Kevin Galsman will be going up against Max Fried, a battle of the Aces in Atlanta. They are 10 games above 500. They are in first place in the far weaker National League East. So this is not a team, obviously, to scoff at. And again, the way Gaussman has been pitching, you know, this has not been the elite ace, the arguably uh, should be a top three finisher in Cy Young. Uh, in the Cy Young Award race that Kevin Gaussman looked like for the first really two-thirds of this season. His his performances have consistently dropped off as the season has gone on, particularly recently in July and August. Um, you know, he's made nine starts. His ERA is around four um, in, in the 4-5. He's still striking out, guys. Again, I'm not super concerned. You know, the Giants team was one that was getting a bit lucky earlier in the year. His numbers on the year, Gaussman, 174 strikeouts and 146 innings with a 2-4-7 ERA. But, you know, you do get worried as these innings pile up that that could be a sign of worse things to come. Freed has been a very good lefty um, this season for the Braves, not quite um, to Gaussman's level, but for a Giants team that, you know, is pretty reliant on left-handed hitters, we'll see what they do with the lineup, if there's any roster moves to come. Obviously, we'll see Chris Bryant in the lineup. My guess is we'll see Tyro Estrada, since to, to give Tommy Lastella the day off against lefty, we'll obviously see Wilmer Flores um, without belt going in at first base. Uh, the question remains whether Posey is good to go. Again, the Giants have suggested he won't need a trip on the injured list, and if that's true, he might be able to be back in the lineup just in time against the lefty. Otherwise, we'll probably see Chadwick Trump, and the Giants might not actually have a healthy backup catcher available if Posey's unavailable since it looks like Casale's heading to the IL. After that big first game of the series, the Giants will have Logan Webb take the hill and Webb has undeniably been the ace. I was having a conversation with my dad actually about this earlier this week and he asked me if the playoffs started today, if the postseason started today, and or let's say it starts um but somehow the Dodgers pass the Giants and the Giants are in the wild card game. If you have one game this season, who are you starting right now? And my answer was Logan Webb, and I don't think that's that bold. I think a lot of Giants fans are there with the way Gaussman's in pitching, struggling to work deeper into games. Logan Webb, again, we, we talked about this coming into the year. He was someone the analytical models liked, thought he was ready for a bit of a breakout. He comes into spring training, is absolutely dominant, but then at the start of the season, ends up in on the fringes of the rotation. Now, it's undeniable. Not only is Logan Webb in the rotation for the rest of the season, he is in the rotation for years to come, and, and this looks like if he's not at least a mid-rotation starter at this point, that's disappointing because he's looking like he has the potential to be a two-starter, maybe even an ace. Although, again, that's that might be pushing it a bit. But nonetheless, his, his numbers on the year in close to 100 innings, a 2.84 ERA, 105 strikeouts, just 28 walks. His fielding independent pitching is 3.10. This is a guy who's just 24 years old. Again, he, he incredible um, 
example of player development that's really Giants fans who don't even fire the minor league baseball have gotten to see firsthand Webb of course making his debut at the close of 2019 in the rotation through most of 2020 and back in 2021 they've seen this pitcher develop in front of their eyes someone who is a sinker slider pitcher for much of his career and then develops a changeup that he's paired with his changeup his best pitch and now he really has three pitches that are playing like a above average or plus big league pitches, an incredible pitch arsenal. And so, you know, uh, the Braves haven't actually announced their starter yet. They're in a bit of disarray um, in their rotation. And then on the 29th, things uh, in the third game of the series, neither team has a starter lined up. That would be for the Giants. Again, I, I say would with the conditional. That would be... Anthony DiSclefani, who was placed on the injured list after his start back on August 18th, he would be eligible to come off the IL at that point, and I think that would be the expectation for the Giants. With that said, we don't necessarily know. We haven't heard much about how he's looking behind the scenes. The Giants say they're eyeing um, a weekend return and that he would make the the start on Sunday in Atlanta but if not we could see Sammy Long making another outing we could see the Giants maybe bullpen gaming it calling up Kervin Castro who's been very good at AAA this season and has been extended into some three four inning outings um, at AAA so so again a, a lot up in the air if DiScofani isn't ready although again all signs are pointing to the Giants in this very big series um, on this East Coast swing they are going to have the players who are their three best starting pitchers going up against Atlanta. The three best starters at this point and really all year have been Kevin Gaussman, Anthony DiSclefani, and Logan Webb. Um, not really in that order. I don't know why I said it, so I'll reset it right now. Kevin Gaussman, Logan Webb, and Anthony DiSclefani, and that's the order they're going to go here in Atlanta before they travel back to San Francisco where they'll have another viable opponent, a four-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers. Then no days off, right back into it. The Dodgers come to town for a huge three-game series. These next 10 games are going to be a grind for the Giants, not only already on the East Coast in New York, going to be on the East Coast for another three days in Atlanta. Then they're flying home without a day off. So even though they're going home, it is going to be essentially a travel day, playing four straight against Milwaukee, no days off hosting the Dodgers for three games and actually no days off. And they host the Rockies for three before a day off on September 9th. So this is going to be a huge stretch for the Giants. Obviously, that three-game series against the Dodgers could end up deciding the division in many ways, but there's seven games before then against two teams that are winning their divisions as well. So this is a 10-game stretch against first-place teams, Seven of which, excuse me, the next three are going to be on the road, but the Giants have their best three starters lined up. They don't just need great outings. They don't just need Gaussman and Webb and DiSclefani to keep them in the game. They need them to give them innings. The bullpen, we've seen it. It's 
been impeccable this Mets series, but the Giants have had to use a lot of their higher leverage arms more often than they've wanted to. We've seen Gabe Kapler trying to limit the usage of people like Jake McGee. They didn't go to him today, but that's meant they've used you know guys like Dominic Leone more. So again, the Giants need innings from these starters. They could use a few more blowouts if they could get him. And it's going to be very interesting to see because ultimately the Giants have done all this work. They are 83 and 44. They are on pace to win well north of 100 games or a few games north of 100 games this season, finish with the best record in baseball, win the National League West, and be the number one seed. But the Dodgers have the second best record and they are right behind them, only two and a half games back. And if the Dodgers get the lead in this division, it's hard to know whether they'll ever look back. And these next 10 games seem like they could ultimately be the difference. Three games in Atlanta starting later today. Kevin Galsman versus Max Freed. We'll see if the Giants can get off on the right foot. And I will be back later next week. I promise you we're not having some six-week hiatus like we had last time. We'll be back at it as we get close to postseason baseball. If the Giants could pull off the National League West Division title against the rival Dodgers and see where this playoff season ends. And of course, just around the corner, it'll be the offseason. But this is a Giants team. Everyone thought we were going to be caring about the offseason at this point. I think the offseason is the furthest thing from everyone's mind. Obviously, people want Chris Bryant to get an extension, maybe even give Kevin Gaussman a big deal. Who are the big free agents going to sign? And we're going to talk about all of that on Sound the Foghorn podcast over the coming months. But for right now, the Giants are in first place, and their eyes are on a World Series title. And that's all that matters. So this has been the latest episode of the Sound the Foghorn podcast. I am very happy to have had you join me today. Again, really apologies for this long hiatus. We'll be back on the weekly, maybe even twice weekly, depending on how things line up. This has been the 36th episode of Sound the Foghorn. To keep up to date on all the latest Giants news and rumors, go over to AroundTheFoghorn.com. You can follow us on Twitter at RoundTheFoghorn. You can also follow our Facebook page for all the latest updates and our news stories and, of course, news on the podcast. And I am Mark DeLuke. You can follow me on Twitter at Mad Deluki, that is M-A-D-D-E-L-U-C-C-H-I. And as always, until next time, stay safe and have a wonderful week.